Longhorn Nation, we're back! Social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. So that's how I feel about it, from politics to sports to whatever. It gives people a platform to bitch, and then other people are like needling it, and they're sitting at home, and they're late on a payment. We're David, <laughs> they're Goliath, and we, we go out there and play. Why not us? Like, think about that. Who played in 2019? Who played in 2020? Why not Texas Tech? Well, I was reading the, the game notes, your offensive line had a missed assignment. Pretty good. Um, uh, where, the, where the hell that come from? I don't know. I don't read the notes. Sorry, but but I, I don't know if that's accurate. One guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What is up? Welcome back to the Big 12 Takeover Podcast. My name is Tyler Davis. I'm joined by my good friend, Donnell Davis. Uh, who happens to be muted right now and <laughs> is ready to rock and roll. Um, I just quickly, before we get started, I want to talk about our intro video. Man, one thing that fires me up every time I get I watch that as we you know we prepare to start our episode is Joey McGuire is awesome. Like that dude, <laughs> that dude is the Ric Flair of the Big Twelve. It's so right. it's so much fun. Um, anyways, not important. Donnell, how you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. It's been a week. Uh, definitely looking forward to record this and, and have some fun. Uh, tonight we get to talk some Oklahoma Sooners, uh, Boomer Sooner football. Um, I know that Texas flag behind you. This is going to be a go, painful baby. one for you. <laughs> but uh, no, we're going to dive into some OU football. Uh, we're excited to bring you this episode. This is a big one. This is one of those teams that uh, you know compete year in and year out. And we're definitely going to do a little bit of diving into kind of looking ahead, looking at their season last year, and kind of talk about some of the changes they're going through. Um, again, this is just our overviews. You know, we're just jumping in. Uh, the deep dives and super deep cut conversations come later once we get through all of our overviews. Um, but that's a little preview of what's to come. Uh, I want to take care of some housekeeping off the top before we get going. Um, so first things first, make sure you go over to the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube. Uh, subscribe there. That's where all of our videos are coming out. That's where all of our shows are, are, you know, Big Ten Takeover, SEC Takeover, Draft Takeover, MLB Takeover, NBA Takeover, everything you could think of. Uh, it's all going to be there for you. So make sure you subscribe, turn on those notifications, keep an eye out for the Big 12 Takeover episodes. Those are the ones you really want to watch. We know it. Uh, <laughs> make sure also to follow at Takeover Pods on Twitter. That is the overarching network's uh, Twitter account. You can also follow us at Big 12 Takeover. That's Big 1-2 Takeover on Twitter. Uh, we're constantly updating. We're constantly talking about what we will be talking about as the week comes up, um, as well as giving you little insights to news as, as what's going on around the Big 12 um, as it pertains to football, sometimes other sports too. Um, but here on the Big 12 Takeover, we're predominantly a football show. Um, and, and last but not least, on the housekeeping, uh, I just want to remind you guys, our show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy and player props in states like California, New York, Texas, Colorado, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Plenty more. You can combine picks across multiple sports if you want. You can take the over on Max Scherzer strikeouts. Hey, opening day is tomorrow. I know he's not pitching, but. 
He will be on the diamond soon. Uh, you can take the under on LeBron assists. You know, the Lakers are struggling. That's probably not a bad idea um, if he even plays the rest of the way. But uh, Prize Picks is safe and easy to use. You can place picks in under 60 seconds, and they offer fast withdrawals. Get your money quick. Uh, use code TAKEOVER to get a 100% de- deposit match up to $100. So turn that 100 into 200, turn that 200 into 2,000. Go make some money with prize picks. It's you against the numbers. Uh, it's a fun way to play, and uh, you won't regret it. So use code TAKEOVER. Get you some money. Tell them we sent you. Have some fun. Um, but without further ado, we're going to dive into the University of Oklahoma football. Now, I want to preface this. I have some friends who are some OU fans. And to you friends who are <laughs> OU fans, right now I'm going to say, I love you, and I may bash some people, and I may uh, praise some people, uh, <laughs> but but I'm still a Baylor fan, and don't get it twisted. So before we dive into um, you know this team, I want to talk a little bit about you know kind of what they've gone through turmoil wise. Uh, Lincoln Riley had a pretty ugly exit. I think we'd be remiss to not address that off the top. Um, Lincoln Riley's exit from (laughs) Oklahoma to go to USC has been uh, less than pretty. Uh, We've seen, you know, congressmen, governors, we've seen politicians from Oklahoma get in the conversation and talk about this. Um, (laughs) Donnell, what do you think about Lincoln Riley and how he handled his exit from Oklahoma? I I just want to say... This is a buildup that has been happening. It's been coming for many years now. I mean, I get I get on Twitter. I'm sorry, I have Oklahoma fans uh, on my Twitter <laughs> every every season, and I don't want to say anything to make them mad because I do love mingling with those fans. But uh, they they seem to hate it, and I, <laughs> I I have to agree with them. I have to agree with them. The way he left was maybe rude, but the reason why he left. Who can blame him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I tend to uh, agree with you. I think um, if you get the opportunity, if you're Lincoln Riley, to go to USC, um, where recruiting does its own job. Um, Not that OU is not a good school and can't recruit based on name alone, but SC, easily one of the easiest schools to recruit. like, hey, you get to come to Southern California, you go to University of Southern California, you're you're a superstar. We have NFL pedigree. <laughs> and Oklahoma has NFL pedigree, too. I'm not saying they don't. It's just USC is USC, all right? Who wants to live I in mean, Oklahoma? You're... Let's just be real about <laughs> it. Who wants to live in Oklahoma? Right. You get Norman, Oklahoma versus Los Angeles, California. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, for me, kind of what I thought when all of this happened – um, I thought the way he left was pretty crappy. Uh, I think he could have handled it much, much better. Um, I think he kind of, you know, at the end of the year, he kind of phoned it in, I'd say. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, Oklahoma had a good chance, and they really just kind of squandered it there at the end. But, uh, you know, I think part of it, too, I, I would be remiss to say, I think Oklahoma as a as a fan base – um, to an extent, overreacted a little bit. Um, some of the stuff that was being said was outrageous, and I know that doesn't represent the entire fan base, but like some of the things right. that were said and uh, some of the things you know that people were tweeting and 
right. politicians, you know, wanting to name roads on the way out and all, all these things. Um, you know, it just kind of seemed like I know they gave Lincoln Riley a lot of power, uh, but coaches leave jobs all the time. Um, it was too much. And yeah, it was just a lot. Um, but that being said, I think OU really ends up winning this deal in the end. Um, and that's where I want to start here. I just, I knew we needed to address the Lincoln Riley thing because it's a hot topic. People like to talk about it. Um, I'm sure people will disagree with us, but um, I think he did what was best for his career. Uh, whether he handled it right or wrong, you know, he definitely right. didn't. But under Lincoln Riley last year and with a game coached by Bob Stoops, uh, they finished second in the Big 12. There was a tie for first between Oklahoma State and Baylor, but they finished second. They were 11-2 and overall, 7-2 and in conference. Uh, losses to Baylor and Oklahoma State. They did win their bowl game in the Alamo Bowl over Oregon, uh, which was a good win with Bob Stoops as the coach. Oregon's that was like one of, yeah, Oregon's backups, right? Um, that was one of the coolest things, though. Bob Stoops coming back and coaching that game. I just thought that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, Being an and, Oklahoma hater, I thought that was one of the most amazing things. That would be on the pedestal of uh, Mac Brown coming back to Texas <laughs> and coaching a game. You know, so, yeah. It was it was awesome. And, like, you know, in our intro video, you see Bob Stoops talk about no one person's bigger than the program. And I think to, you know, for him to come back and do that, I thought was a very good representation of that. Um, right. You know, hey, you know, this program means more than one person. And I think that's, you know, the hashtag that OU runs around on social media is OU DNA. Um, and I think that DNA is rooted in Bob Stoops. And I think Venables, Coach Brent Venables from Clemson, mm-hmm. who is now their head coach, is going to really instill that um, yep. in this team, and they're going to run with it. I, I really like their hires. I think they did a really good job of you know retooling their coaching staff as well as retooling their roster to fit kind of what they're looking to do. Right. Um, and I think that starts with um, Jeff Lebby, their offensive coordinator. I think Jeff Levy is a home run hire for this program. I think, you know, Venables is a defensive coach. Um, If you're an OU fan, you know that. You know what he's going to bring. He's going to bring a complex, uh, aggressive defense. They're going to blitz a lot. Uh, They're going to play a lot of quarters. They're going to play a lot of cover one. Um, And they're just going to get after you. They're going to be fast. They're going to be physical. Um, They're going to be fun. That game, when they play Baylor this year, is going to be a lot of fun to watch because those defenses are, are very very aggressive um but jeff levy i I just want to talk a little bit about levy because it's going to lead into some other stuff later but jeff levy is their offensive coordinator they hired him over from uh ole miss he's been at ole miss the last two years prior to that he was at ucf uh, which ties into who will be playing quarterback for them dylan gabriel this fall (laughs) Um, but at ucf levy's offense finished as the second most explosive offense in the country um, averaged 541 and a half yards a game. Um, and that was with Dylan, Dylan Gabriel as a freshman in that program. Um, they also, wow. the last two years, finished third and fourth at Ole Miss in total offense, and that was with Matt Corral. So, Levy makes things happen. They get a lot of points. They score a lot. They spread you out. They run the football. They commit to that run. Um, and they move fast. Think, Think of back when, you know, OU was running the no huddle. I think it was back when like Sam Bradford was there and they would just Hard go stop. They would just go. I mean, nonstop and think like that. That's, that's kind of what you're going to get 
from Levy's offense. They're gonna wow. they're gonna be aggressive. They're gonna spread you out. They're gonna run the ball down your throat. They're gonna throw it all over the yard. Um, they're gonna do a lot of things. They're gonna be very tough to stop. Um, but you know they're 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 gonna have to replace some some talent, <laughs> uh, which is what you know will be interesting for them. Um, and then let's get into this. So um, they are losing a lot of players. Um, we talked about, you know, SC yeah. has that NFL pedigree and they, you know, they recruit themselves. OU has a ton of players entering the <laughs> NFL draft this, this, uh, April. Um, and I'm going to let you kind of run with some of these guys and, and kind of just run through the list if you'd like on who all is leaving. Cause it's an insane number and some insanely talented players. Yeah. I, I mean, you you said it. They're going to have to retool a lot. <laughs> That's going to be a common word that we use throughout this show because <laughs> they're they're losing people, players at every position, it seems like. I mean, you're losing Brian Asamoah, linebacker, who let the – he was one of the top teams, uh, top leaders in tackles, 80 tackles on the season, one sack. Uh, you have Nick Bonito, who's one of my favorite linebacker prospects in the draft because – that man can play all over the field. Yep. I mean, you you even had him playing it. They had him playing inside of the D line at, at certain times. So, <laughs> I mean, and this guy's dropping back in pass coverage, playing, playing edge position, playing linebacker. Yeah. He's Covering he's going to be a player. He's, yeah, man. He's he, I mean, everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. So he's he's going to be one of those guys you see playing on Sundays, and he's going to be popping off the screen and be like, "Where did he come from? He came from Oklahoma." Yeah, and he's like, one of the big sleepers in the draft this year. I think. Um, whoever, yes, whoever ends round, up with him is going to be very happy. They're going to be very happy. You're you're losing a great kicker in Gabe. You're also <laughs> losing your leading rusher in Kennedy Brooks. Yep. I mean, you're you're going to have to replace a lot of talent, and I'm not sure that they can do that. But uh, you have a couple guys here that you like that you mentioned on the list that you that are leaving. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned uh, just very quickly. You mentioned Kennedy Brooks. Um, you know, zero fumbles in his career, which is pretty insane. Yeah. And I. You know, I think Kennedy Brooks, I was actually talking to a buddy of mine who's an OU fan today, and we were talking about Kennedy Brooks. And, you know, he was really good. I, you know, I wouldn't quite call him a star, but he was really good at OU. Right. Uh, he's one of those players I think is going to be better in the NFL. Like, he, I don't know why, um, but I just think his game translates better to what the NFL is about. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you know, just more players going to the NFL, they're losing Jaden Hazelwood. They're losing... Tyrese Robinson. They're losing, losing Mike Woods, who was their uh, second leading receiver, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was their <laughs> second leading receiver. Um, they're, lo- you know, they're losing Jeremiah Hall, who's like their H back, all jack of all trades, tight end type guy. Um, they're losing their other tight end as a transfer. You know, they got guys leaving all over the place. And just to talk about transfers, even Caleb Williams, their starting quarterback from last year. Um, we already talked about Dylan Gabriel is going to be starting this fall, but they're losing Caleb Williams, who came in and played well for them. Um, you know, looked like he was going to be the future of the program until the Lincoln Riley thing happened. Um, so he transfers to USC, which I know that's that that's the part of the Lincoln Riley leaving thing that's pretty wild to me. Right? Um, is he <laughs> straight up just stole, with him. He took everybody he just with him. stole players? <laughs> like it's hey, but you can't blame those players for wanting to leave and go no. with, the, with their coach because that's the system that they're used to. And let's be honest, those those kids that left, 
they have NFL potential and mm-hmm. they have their eyesights on the NFL. So I don't blame them for leaving, but you're right. He stole, he stole transfers. He stole oh, recruits. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He stole, he stole Caleb Williams and Mario Williams. He stole those guys. Oh, from man. Um, and Mario Williams, I mean, that's their fourth leading receiver from last year. And their third leading man. receiver is going to the NFL. So like, you know, they're losing receivers. Uh, you know, OU will reload receiver wise. I, you know, right. I sweat that. Um, a big one, Perrion Winfrey. Big time. Uh, they're losing just so many players. Delar- Isaiah De- Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I may butcher this name. Delarin Turner Yell uh, is gone to the NFL. They're losing their uh, other starting safety, Pat Fields. He's transferring to Stanford. I mean, there's guys every. Jane Hazelwood's transferring right. to Arkansas. I apologize. Um, but then, you know, the other quarterback they had, Spencer Rattler, transferred to South Carolina. NFL talent. Uh, yeah, they're uh, NFL talent, uh, arena football mentality. <laughs> um, I'm not a Spencer Rattler fan. We can we can discuss that at another Oh, time. I am, because he throws Texas interceptions. I love it. <laughs> Get him back. Well, Play him some more. Get him back. Get him back, well, Oklahoma. <laughs> well, in that regard, yeah. I mean, as a, as a Texas fan, I could imagine you like Spencer Rattler. But, uh, yeah, I, that dude drives me crazy. Austin Stogner transfers to South Carolina with him. I guess that's his best friend. Big-time loss. That um, a but Stogner's a good though. player. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, not a ton of, of production – uh, yardage wise, but definitely a critical part in that offense and, and a good piece to have around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't get the gist at this point, um, they're losing a lot. Six starters on defense. They lost two quarterbacks, two offensive linemen, three D linemen, two backers, starting safety. I'm like, they, <laughs> you can keep going. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. It's crazy crazy how much talent this team had on it and you know it just kind of speaks to the letdown that last season was for OU I you know I thought OU should have been in the playoff last year I think it was playoff or bust for them Um, so it's unfortunate that they didn't get it done especially you know as you know you and I are fans of the Big 12 Um, we you know I, I tend to I know probably for you it's probably tough but to root for the Big 12 when they make it to the playoff or you know I root, I root for KU the other night in the national championship because they're Big 12. Um, Big 12's won the national championship two years in a row in basketball. I, I think that's so cool. Um, but, no, I mean, it, they, they definitely should have been in the playoff, and they, they got a lot to kind of fill in. But they got some transfers coming in. Right. Um, and some transfers who I think are going to be asked to play pretty quickly. Right away. Um, you know, I think the, the immediate ones – yeah, I, I see on here Dylan Gabriel, which um, I'm, I'm going to stop here, and I just want to talk about Dylan Gabriel for a second. Please do. So, so Dylan Gabriel uh, did not get to play um, last year very much. He, you know, he got hurt. He had an injury, so only played in a couple games. But so I'm not going to talk about last season. I want to talk about 2020, the year prior, and I just kind of want to give you a picture of what you're getting as an OU fan if you haven't done the research already. So Dylan Gabriel threw for 3,570 yards, 32 touchdowns, and four picks his last complete season. That's like Aaron Uh, Rodgers' numbers. That's crazy. 32 (laughs) and four. You protect the football like that, and you have the talent like an OU will, you're going to win a lot of football games. You're you're going to Mm -hmm. take care of a lot, Um, you know, I don't know what the number of total turnovers between the quarterbacks were last year for OU, 
but I know it was more than four. <laughs> yeah. Um, Caleb it's Williams. One game. Threw, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Caleb Williams threw three or four against Baylor last year. Um, but yeah, thirty-two touchdowns, four picks, averaged eight point six yards a pass, um, rushed you know for another hundred and seventy. You're not. You're getting a heck of a player in Dylan Gabriel, and you're getting a leader. Uh, you know, kind of looking around at what his teammates are saying about him. Um, they're really excited. You know, Venables has even stated, you know, he's sliding into that leadership role. He's learning. Uh, they're really excited about what he's going to do for them this fall. Uh, and, you know, even I follow Dylan Gabriel on social media, um, and he's just fired up, man. He's just fired up to be there. And that's so cool to see. I'm so happy for him. Um, he's back with his offensive coordinator from UCF. He's at OU. He's at a bigger program where he can shine. This will give him his shot, um, you know, at an NFL career. Honestly, yeah, and so, I think you, uh, I think you hit it right on the nail about being a leader, because you had last year. Everybody knows Spencer Rattler not a leader at this point mm-hmm. in his career. He has mm-hmm. time to grow in that area, and he needs to do exactly just that. Yeah. But uh, Caleb Williams came in, and you see, he hit it. He hit it. He hit it off right away. His on field play, at least. But as yep. far as being a leader, and you know, just bringing up that experience with them. I also think that experience that Dylan Gabriel is going to bring along with that leadership is going to give him the ultimate. Ultimately, I think he's going to be a better quarterback uh, than the two guys that just left. So, yeah, I think, you know, you bring up a perfect point, the experience, right? Caleb Williams got his first career starts, you know, um, just, you know, last year, maybe. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Um, this Dylan Gabriel, he's played you know two years as a full time starter, got hurt last year. And now he's going to be a full time starter again. You know, assuming he doesn't get injured, knock on wood, because um, right. I do think Dylan Gabriel will be a lot of fun to watch. He can do it all. Good arm, uh, smart, processes information well, moves well. Uh, he's going to bring a lot, a, a nice little chunk of uh, experience and talent to that offense that I think OU fans will be really excited about. Um, moving on from him, though, a couple guys that I think will also be playing on offense. Tyler Guyton, the tackle from TCU, I think he's going to be asked to play right away. Right away. Um, McCade Matower is probably going to have a chance to play right away. They got some guys. Uh, Daniel Parker Jr., he's going to be asked to play right away because they lost two tight ends. Um, and he's you know got NCAA Division One experience that they can use. Um, so they got some guys you know offensively that I think will be contributing early. Defensively, you know, you have C.J. Colden, Coldon, Colden. Uh, you, you got Trey Morrison, uh, T.D. Roof. You got Connie Walker. They got some transfers coming in from some big schools. Um, that reloaded. Will, yeah, they reloaded. Yeah, that's exactly it. They they reloaded. Um, they will absolutely find replacements on that roster that can help them. Um, retool and and get ready to rock this this team will be good i uh, i've kind of hinted at it a few times i think (laughs) ou's got a really good shot at winning the 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 big 12 i I really do i think they're going to be tough to beat i think venables venables has been waiting in the wings for a really long time uh i think he finally gets you know he's finally getting his shot and i think he's gonna he's gonna capitalize on that I can't um, believe those words just came out your mouth. <laughs> oh, you win it. You think they're going to have a chance at winning the Big 12 uh, championship game next year? I, I don't think they even come close. But I do oh, think they'll be a better team 
discipline wise mm. because okay. uh, Venables, he's going to bring that discipline and that tough, nasty defense that they've always been missing, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, so I think they'll be a better team, but I don't know if they can, they're going to contend because you're still going to have guys like, ba- you're still going to have Baylor. You're still going to have Texas. Yeah, oh, you. I said it. <laughs> you're you're going to have – hell, they may even lose to Kansas, but I'll, I'll wait a little bit about that. <laughs> but, yeah, oh they're going to be a good team, man. They, they are going to be a good team. I Here's what I'll say. This is what I'll say. The Big 12 title this, this fall will run through the state of Oklahoma. There's two schools there. That's all I'll say. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so they got some some uh, some recruits coming in, you know, high school guys uh, that that are pretty solid too. They got a lot of four stars, no five stars this year. Um, couple tight ends, you know, four star tight, one four star tight end, one three star tight end. Uh, one of them from Alito, Texas. Alito produces some really talented players. Uh, his name is Love that city. Jason Llewellyn, I think is how you pronounce his name. L L E W E L L Y N. If you are great at that pronunciation yeah, good for you if not tear them um, up in the comments yeah please do not grill me in the comments i'm trying i'm trying guys uh they got caden helms coming in he's a four-star tight end 6'5, 222 pounds ranked 16th at his position um he'll be good he'll, he'll have a chance to play right away uh they got a couple receivers that are four-star guys Jaden gibson from winter garden florida uh 6'5, 185 um I think if you're a receiver in this class, you have a chance to play immediately. Um, And these are, you know, guys that are already on campus too, I should add. Um, So these are just, I'm I'm just talking about the players that have already enrolled. They're already on site practicing, going through spring ball. Um, I think, Donnell, I'm going to let you talk about this kid. I think the best recruit in this class for them uh, is Jaron mechanic i love this kid man (laughs) and he immediately pops off the film he's running over people he's he's explosive this kid does not shy away from contact and you brought it up before the show which i didn't even know that he was moved to linebacker Mm -hmm. uh so that just tells you the toughness that this guy plays with I think he's probably their best. Yeah, he's their best recruit on the roster. And, I mean, if you just go through his offer list, Oklahoma, Alabama, Arkansas, Baylor, Clemson, which uh, most people thought he was going to commit to because of Brent Venables. But Mm -hmm. he ended up committing to OU because of Brent Venables coming over here. So, I mean, that's a great get for them. Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas. I don't know why they offered. Big Ten school. (laughs) They offered because he lives in Hayes. <laughs> I don't even know why Kansas offered. <laughs> but yeah, this this guy's great, and yeah, he's he's gonna make plays right away. Yeah, and he's you know he's the um, number one player in the state of Kansas, number six at his position, which is athlete. Um, you know, according to two four seven sports, uh, he is going to definitely play right away. Um, he's he's fast. <laughs> he, you know, you kind of mentioned he doesn't shy from contact. He's physical, man. He's nasty. He's got a nasty streak. And I played linebacker slash safety and quarterback. Um, he was all over the field for Hayes High. I am, for one, very excited to see him play. 
this fall. I think he's going to be an immediate contributor. Um, and OU fans, you guys got a good one with him. Um, I, you know, I can't wait to watch him torture Baylor <laughs> for a couple of years. Uh, but then, you know, kind of looking at some of these guys who've signed but aren't quite on campus yet. Um, they got a lot of four-star players in this class. Uh, they got Jaden Rowe from Tulsa. I uh, played at Union. Union's a good school. They produce a ton of talent. He's ranked 34th in the country uh, at corner. So he'll be, you know, a very solid signing. They got the number 18th ranked offensive tackle, Jacob Sexton, who's a four-star. Um, again, be an immediate contributor. Um, and then I know you had a couple guys on your list you wanted to talk about too uh, with Jaden Rowe and Gentry Williams. Yeah, and I uh, immediately – What's, what sticks out with Brent Venables is he likes his corners to be long, tall, mm-hmm. aggressive. And mm-hmm. that that may be the reason why he moved um, Billy Bowman over to safety to where he can make plays and use his speed because he recruited some long guys. Jaden Rowe is a long athletic corner. Uh, I do have concerns about his speed at this level because, you know, taller guys tend to be a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. But that 6'3", and height just tells you where he's thinking with that. He's he's going to get these corners up and press and play man coverage. So you have to like what they're doing with that. Uh, one guy I didn't I didn't put on our list, but I forgot to mention him is uh, Nicholas Anderson. One of you said someone's going to have to step up and play receiver right right away. Freshman out of Katy, Texas, good player coming from mm-hmm. a good program, and I mm-hmm. think if I'm right, I, I I hope I'm right. I think that's the younger brother of Rodney Anderson, who played running back at uh, Oklahoma a few years back, who's also from Katy, Texas. You would be correct. Right. Okay. Okay. Awesome. You would be correct. So, yeah. That is his older older brother. Right. And that's a good pedigree to come from. You have, you have the family lineage there. Uh, and so I, I think they're bringing in some guys, but I'm not, I'm not too sure how many are going to get to see the field right away. Yeah, looking at uh, Nicholas Anderson's tape, um, the first thing that popped off the screen to me is he has really good like mid route moves. He does a really good job of setting you up, stemming up DBs. Um, if you don't know what stemming someone up means, it means attacking, uh, you know, their inside or outside shoulder depending on what route you are running. Uh, he does a very good job of it, and he's very—you could tell just watching him—he's very—it's very natural to him. He looks like a very natural and um, smooth player. You know, that's a, a lot of what I, I've stated in the past about Brees Hall. Brees Hall is very smooth, very natural when he plays. Um, you know, he, he looks a lot like that, too. He, you know, right. Nick, Nick Anderson is very, very smooth, very natural, um, good hands, good route runner. It looks like it all just kind of comes to him. Yeah, he's he's going to yeah. be, you know, and he's from Katy. Katy yeah. produces so much talent into the yeah, college man. ranks, man. They are that's a that's a top-notch high school program that's a Um, that's a high school program that's run like a college program yeah you have to come in and do your work you have to put your head down and grind and that kid he's gonna he's gonna come in and do exactly that he's gonna grind he's uh and in that offense you have to block because they run the ball a lot yeah and so one of your favorite things is receivers who block. (laughs) he's going to block and (laughs) that's he's a big kid yeah he's gonna block big kid Almost six. He's six three and a half is what he's listed at one ninety five. So, you imagine um, he'll probably be playing around two hundred five. I would guess. Yeah. Um, long, 
good hands, good catch radius. But he's yeah, already on campus too. Got to block. Got to got to be nasty. Um, you know, I, I I think before we move on to kind of what they're returning, I, I do want to mention uh, because I know we would be grilled if we didn't. <laughs> um, Nick Evers, look, I get it. Nick Evers is a very good player. You know, he's he's very popular. He's the ninth ranked quarterback in the country. He committed to Oklahoma out of Flower Mound High School. He is a quarterback. I love quarterbacks. Here's what I'm going to tell you. He's not going to play this year unless Gabriel gets hurt um, or Gabriel just stinks it up, and I don't think that'll happen. I think Evers will need to mature a little bit as a player behind Dylan Gabriel. Um, he, he has some learning to do as a, as a teammate. Uh, from yeah. what I've kind of gathered, um, and that's you know I, that can't be I'm not I'm not trying to besmirch his his name or anything like that, um, but from you know people that we've we've talked to, uh, we've kind of heard you know he's got some growing up to do a little bit, but you can't deny the talent. Um, you can't. You can't deny the talent. He's he's super good, super duper good. Um, he he's gonna have a chance. I think I will say this about him. He will have a chance at a Heisman Trophy before he leaves Oklahoma or leaves college. I think that's the kind of talent we're talking about. Yep. I think he just needs to redshirt a year, put on a little bit of weight, learn his way around the, the, the college game, and he'll be a very good quarterback for Oklahoma. So yep. um, we're not, we're not purposely saying he won't contribute. We just think he's a contributor down the road. Um, Dylan Gabriel is your quarterback this fall. OU fans, get excited because he's going to be very good. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong, the last time OU had a left-handed quarterback, they won a national championship. Anywho, <laughs> uh, returning players. Uh, you know, we talked about they lost a lot of players. Um, on this offense, though, they're bringing back two guys I want, you know, I'll mention. Uh, first, Eric Gray. Uh, they're running One of their running backs last year. Uh, he ended up finishing the year for them with 412 yards and two touchdowns, right? Doesn't sound like a lot. But let me tell you, you turn on the tape of this kid, he's a star. He's going to be a star yeah. for OU. He, he's going to be really, really good. Um, you know, in my notes here, I wrote he's explosive and shifty. Um, and I wrote that he's going to break out now that he's not sitting behind Kennedy Brooks. He, he is going to be a breakout player. Um, Levy will commit to him as a running back. They will get him touches. Um, and, and he will reap the benefits, and he will make Levy look like a genius. So... Uh, that is a great move for them. Yeah, good on that spot. Yep. And then uh, the other guy I'll mention, Marvin Mims, um, who I personally think is a top two, top two, top three receiver in the Big Twelve. Um, Marvin Mims is very good, very very good. Uh, he had yeah, seven hundred five receiving yards, five touchdowns last year. The numbers aren't <laughs> crazy. Uh, obviously, you know, oh, you had two quarterbacks, so you got to think about that too. Exactly, um, you know. But Marvin Mims, crazy talent. Uh, he's he's he'll be a Sunday player one day. <laughs> he'll he'll be a Sunday player one day. He's five eleven, one seventy seven is what he's listed at. I think he I think he looks a little bit heavier than one seventy seven. He's thick, um, man. Yeah, he's a little bit thicker than that. But he he's very long. Like when you watch him play, he plays like he's six two. Um, he has solid solid hands. Uh, he's not afraid to run across the middle. And my favorite thing about him, he runs the entire 
tree, man. He runs every route <laughs> in that every playbook. route. He he's everywhere. He's he is so good. I think he's a thousand yard receiver this year. Um, I think him and Dylan Gabriel are going to have a lot of fun together. And uh, I think again, I feel like I've said this a lot tonight, but OU fans should be super excited um, about this fall. I, I think OU is going to be really really good. Um, but no, I uh, I think those two dudes to me on that offense are really the guys we uh, you know I'm I'm most excited to see return i'm not excited to see neither one of them (laughs) take them orange glasses off over there man (laughs) i'm not trying to see neither one of them come that texas gang because marvin mims is a beast yes he's he's very good very very good nightmare Um, yep yep uh he's a texas boy too so you know ou fans ou stealing a texas player always hurt your heart a little bit i'm sure they they love to come over here they can't. They can't produce their own talent. What's the okay. What's the saying though? Like sooner or later, you'll you'll be in Texas or something like that. <laughs> All right. That's why they're called the Sooners. I don't know. Uh, I just something yeah. terrible. Yeah. Something. Something. You know. Sooner or later, you'll be in Texas. Uh, I think that's why they're called the Sooners, right? I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. I know this. I know why they're called the Sooners. Don't grill me. I'm trying to have a little fun. That's all. That's all. I promise. Um, defensively, uh, you had talked about um, Deshaun White returning uh, this fall yeah. for them. Um, Deshaun White, great player. Yeah, probably the best player on that defense. Yeah, he's uh, you know he'll be their out, one of their outside backers who will move into the middle sometimes. Um, right. Plays. The oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you loses a lot on defense, but looking at it, they have a lot of returning experience. It's just that they're not necessarily called starters, I would say, especially yeah, like, on the defensive line. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Johnson will be a huge upgrade for them. Or not upgrade, sorry. He'll be a huge guy to step in for them um, after losing Winfrey. Yeah. Um, he will, Winfrey's he will, the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, him and Isaiah Thomas both will be hard to replace. But uh, Jeffrey Johnson, I think, is a huge get for them uh, in yep. the transfer portal from uh, Tulane, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we came um, too late. Yeah, so that that'll be that's a, that's a big get for them. They they should be very excited um, about him. He he's going to really anchor that D line, I think. Um, and then yeah, Deshaun White, he'll be fun. Uh, they got uh, shoot, what's his name? Key um, Key Lawrence. Key Lawrence. Key Lawrence yep. is coming back at safety. That'll help. Um, you time. had mentioned Billy Bowman uh, before the show. Yeah, Billy. Uh-huh. Billy, he's a nice player. Yeah, he'll he'll be a Athlete. solid player for them. Um, they they got some really good guys on this defense, and honestly, like I think the thing that is often overlooked when it comes to defenses is a lot of your players. It's all about scheme defensively. Um, you know, you can have game wreckers, right? Like, there's players like Chase Young. You know, when he was at Ohio State. Um, that can change a game dramatically just you know by being on the defense but a lot of defensive success comes from scheme venables you know just quickly looking you know at what he did at clemson i mean they were a top five defense year in year out and they turned over players and talent all the time all the time so it's nothing new it's nothing new to venables right venables has handled defenses losing experience he's handled bringing players in and 
plug and play. His system yeah. works. Um, so I, I don't sweat the losing six uh, starters. I don't. I don't sweat it. They have enough guys with some experience that they'll step in. Venables will have that off that defense humming. I well, think they're the going to. Here's the thing about that defense. They're they're losing a lot of talent as far as starters and production go, uh, but <laughs> they got better at the coaching uh, on the coaching staff. I think all of yeah. the assistants. Uh, they got Jay Valai, who yeah. used to be at uh, Texas and went over to Alabama. He took him from he took him from Nick Saban, and I mean they have better coaches than they did before, so that that's always a positive. I think yep. their defense would be better than it than it's been in quite a long time, actually. So, yeah, like you said, the good. system is going to determine how good they are. Yeah, and I, and I have a lot. I don't know why I say faith, but I have a lot of faith in Venable's system and Ted Roof calling. Um, actually, I don't even know. If they've stated, is Ted Roof calling it or is Venables going to call it? Um, um, probably, I, I would think Venables would probably call it at the beginning, but Ted Roof wouldn't be a bad option either because he's been he's been around for thirty five years, I believe, in, in the college ranks. So. I think he's going to have Roof call um, call the plays. He'll just ins- you know put the system in and have Roof coat or call it. Um, but that can obviously change very quickly if the defense isn't right. clicking like he wants it to. Um, so, you know, that's just a quick, quick and dirty overview of this team. Uh, I know I say quick, and it took us a little while, but there's a lot of talent on this roster, um, and I and I think now we get to talk about what that talent's going to do and how that'll translate into wins as we dive into um, the Oklahoma Sooners' schedule for this fall. Uh, you know, got a Big 12 schedule. You know how it works, but we're going to go through game by game. We're going to predict what we think their record will be. Um, let us know in the comments how you think our predictions line up and who you think um, they will win or lose to or what's their trap games, anything like that. So, Donnell, like we do as we go through these overviews, let's get it started. They start the year at home against UTEP. I got OU winning this one, and it's ugly. I agree. <laughs> then they're at home again against the old Kent State flashes. Who made this schedule? Because this is going to be cupcake to start two and zero. Lincoln Riley was cupcaking his way along, trying in to more get ways than just the schedule. <laughs> in more ways than just the schedule. That was uh, a good one. <laughs> uh, game three at Nebraska. Man, I might try to go to that game. I think they beat Nebraska. I think they beat Nebraska too. But I might try to go to that game. That's not too. That's four or five hours for me. I might. Yeah. That, You'll get to see a Big Twelve quarterback. Casey Thompson, I think. I think be he's fun. at Nebraska. He's at Nebraska playing quarterback now. Hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, then they're at home against Kansas State. I think they win that one too. I know Kansas State usually gives OU trouble, um, but I just think this OU team is is way too good to lose to K State. Uh, they're at home <laughs> against K State. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it was in I, Manhattan, I might choose K right. State. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. They start off four now. They're four zero. Then they go to TCU. They win that. They're five and zero. All right, Donnell, let's test you out. They play Texas. Red I River think... Shootout, baby. Neutral site game. They're playing in Dallas. OU Texas. Red River Shootout. All the alumni come out. And Donnell pretends that he's not biased here. Who do you got? I have my unbiased opinion. I have Texas. Uh, the Red River rivalry isn't good to new first-time head coaches. Our first-time <laughs> quarterbacks in the conference. 
And so I'm going to stick to that and say Sark and company, they had Oklahoma on the ropes last year. And then they somehow had these meltdowns that nobody even, we just all knew they were coming every game. We just didn't know when or how. But for some reason, the mental toughness of that team last year wasn't to where it needed to be. And I think Texas, they're pissed off this year. I think they beat Oklahoma 42 to 36. Ooh, he gives them a score. Uh, I got OU winning this one. No, I think, okay. <laughs> I think uh, you know, your, your argument stands for both teams having new quarterbacks. Um, and I, and I, think, I think the quarterback with more experience ultimately wins this game. I got Dylan Gabriel getting it done over Quinn Ewers. Um, That's a good pick. I, I think OU beats him. Uh, that game to me, in every year, no matter how good either team is, it's a toss-up. It's toss a total toss-up. Total toss-up. To <laughs> exactly. Th- those games are so fun to watch, though. Uh, so you never fun. know what's going to happen. And that's October. I might try to go to that one, too. Ah, I'll see I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can both get down there for that one. Or get, you'll drive up. I'll come down for it. Uh, then they got Kansas. Let's be real. They beat Kansas. I got them at this point. Seven yep, and zero. I have them at six, six and one. one. I got them seven and zero. You got them at six and one. Then they're going to Iowa State. They're going to Ames. I got them winning that one too. I got them eight and zero. Seven and one. Seven and one. Then they're at home against Baylor. They're nine and zero. They're nine and zero in my play. I have them losing to Baylor. Do you? I think Baylor at this point is rolling at their in their schedule, mm. and I, that defense, that the intensity that they're going to bring that game. I just I, I'm not sure Oklahoma is going to be able to match that in year one uh, with Ben Venables. Maybe year two and three, but year one I don't think they're going to be able to handle that with Aranda. So I have them losing that game. Fair point. As a Baylor fan, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I What's do think Oklahoma. For me? Yeah, you got them seven and two. I got them nine and zero. Oh. Then they're at West Virginia. Um, I think they win this game. I think uh, they lose that game. Really? You got them at seven and three. West Virginia's a hard place to play, man. That and they have they're returning a lot, man. So I, I don't know. They had a good West Virginia had a pretty good recruiting class this year too. Um, yeah. Top forty class, which is pretty high for them. I think it's their high, one of their highest classes ever. Um, so yeah, you got them at seven and three. I got them at ten and zero. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I know how. They're going to win a lot of games. They're good, man. And then they get – it's Bedlam time. They're at home this year for Bedlam against Oklahoma State. Oh, they're at home? Nice. They're at home against Oklahoma State. Um, and this is where I have them getting their first loss. I have them losing Oklahoma State. Uh, I do as well. They're 10-1. and one. Wow, you got them at 7-4? and 7-4. and four. It's a West tough – it's going to be a tough conference, man. I'm, I'm telling you, what that Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, that's going to test, test their mental toughness. And I don't think they're going to be just – I don't think they're going to be ready for it. Man, you have them definitely uh, – yeah, I mean, you see a lot more parity for them than I do. Um, man, that's crazy. That West Virginia game will be a trap game, especially if they beat Baylor. Yeah. Um, if they beat they're, Baylor, I, I think they're, <laughs> they may have some trouble with West Virginia. They may even have trouble with Iowa State at, at Iowa State. So that little four-game span right there. That's gonna. That's really gonna test them, man. So we'll we'll see what Oklahoma's really made of, and if they make it out of that schedule, that part of the schedule, three and one, then I think, hey, you might be right about Big Twelve championship for them. Yeah, Iowa State always. Iowa State and Kansas State. Those two schools give Oklahoma a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, 
but they have a really hard time with both of those schools for some reason, at least in recent history. Um, so I have them at eleven and sorry, ten and one. You have them at what seven and four? Seven and four. Seven and four. Going into the final finale of the season, they're at Texas Tech. They win that. There's going to um, be a lot of cases. I mean, a lot of tortillas on the field because Oklahoma will probably blow them out. <laughs> yeah. So what do you you got them finishing the year eight and four? I got them eleven and one. Um, they're eleven and one. They're going to the Big Twelve title game against Oklahoma State. In my mind, I think the state of Oklahoma is getting two bedlams this year, and I think the Big Twelve championship runs through the state of Oklahoma. I will tell you who I think wins the Big 12 next week when we talk about Oklahoma State. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of our schedule previews. I got them going 11-1. and one. Donnell's got them at 8-4. and four. Um, Good team. Yeah. Good team. Very Regardless good team. Regardless of what um, I think, that's a very good team. Yeah, they're very good. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I'm very excited to see this defense. For the first time in a long time, Oklahoma's <laughs> defense entices me more than their offense does. Right. Uh, which is which is really cool. Um, but before we end the show tonight, I wanted to quickly talk about something that I thought was really, really cool. Um, and I don't think enough schools are, are, are doing this. Um, this came out today that only 22 of 130 NCAA FBS level schools say they have plans to provide allowed academic bonus payments to athletes this year. Uh, this is an article by Dan Murphy at ESPN. Um, he wrote up, you know, kind of talking about how the NIL stuff started, and then he talks about how there's 22 schools that are offering NIL bonus money for having, basically for having good grades, right, If uh, to, to simplify this. And of the 22 schools that are doing this, um, there are some Big 12 representatives. So Iowa State is one. Oklahoma, who our episode about is about this week, so good on Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Texas and Texas Tech. Oh, nice. Um, those five schools are doing NIL bonuses for academics. Um, the NIL is interesting. It has really changed college football um, at, a, at a certain point. Uh, we'll probably dive into this a little bit more, especially when transfer portal season comes around. We'll talk about the NIL stuff. Um, but, you know, this is like, to me, the one of the best ways you can use nil money um before before the show we were talking about texas a&m and uh kind (laughs) of how they're handling the money stuff um the sec takeover show is going to be talking about texas a&m and how they are the nwo of the sec (laughs) uh so make sure you tune into that episode but now i just wanted to point out really quickly i think that's super cool that oklahoma oklahoma state texas texas tech and iowa state um, as well as the other schools, you know, but they're not Big 12 schools, so I'm not going to, you know, dive into those. But I just want to, you know, give credit where credit's due. I, that's awesome. That, yeah, that's that what it's all about. Um, that's how you use the, you know, the NIL to, to do better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, kudos to those schools. Um, I look forward to diving into Oklahoma State next week. Uh, that's another very good football team, um, another very good roster. Um We'll, we'll get started on that, and we can't wait for you guys to uh, let us know what you think of our schedule predictions. I, I have a feeling Donnell's <laughs> going to catch heat for this one. Um, OU fans, I am your, I am in your uh, 
graces, I think, after this week compared to Donnell with his Yeah, dad, he did uh, it. He did it so y'all didn't eat him up. But I'm oh. I'm, I'm just being truthful about it, you know? That's all I can do. <laughs> no, I, I think OU's a good team. They're well coached. Um, until next time, though, guys, we will see you next week talking Oklahoma State. Have a good one. See y'all.